You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O out today. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you. We got a lot to hit, including 20 minutes from now, we're going to give away some futures. We like NBA and college hoops. Could be player futures, awards, um, division winners in the NBA, College basketball, I saw Joe Lunardi's got his latest bracketology out, which we could hit on a little bit here as we dive into tonight's college basketball card. Aaron, we're close now. Like, I think Sunday, we talked about yesterday, Sunday was four weeks from Selection Sunday, which means we're close to conference tournaments. Like, we're we're getting to the end here of the college basketball regular season. March Madness, not far away. I can't wait. Like, especially now that I don't have – I don't have any baseball to to kind of distract me, any any baseball stories. I'm going to be diving into college basketball, especially with the NBA and the all-star break coming up. Like this is college basketball time now. I'm excited as well. And it's like once NFL ends, then it's like, okay, now we can really dive in and dissect this. We've got about a month to really get a good feel for things, plenty of time to prep. And uh, it's going to be a good time. Hopefully we'll win a lot of money. I felt like our Super Bowl handicapping was strong. Yeah, I thought we were on – on the game for the most part, you know, the, the way yeah. it would play out and, and kind of the number was a little bit high, even though we thought the Rams were the better team that, you know, maybe that number was too high for the game and it played out that way. And it, it's rare where a Super Bowl winner doesn't cover. Uh, it's amazing to- how much you can talk about things and it kind of, you know, you come up with a game script and it, it was pretty close, but yeah, yeah hopefully we can do the same for the NCAA tournament. So we have three games tonight. Um, between or at least two games uh, between top 25 teams some some good teams in action and a crazy duke story i want to get to and paul thinks there's some traps tonight so we'll hit all this coming up (laughs) but uh, i just want to throw this out there because i'm looking at the latest bracketology from uh, joe lunardi over at espn so right Mm -hmm. now he's got gonzaga auburn kentucky arizona as the ones gonzaga Mm -hmm. auburn kentucky arizona as the four number ones in um in in NCAA basketball and that that does coincide with the odds here I'm looking at um looking at FanDuel's odds Gonzaga Kentucky Arizona Auburn top four teams in terms of the odds to win the championship the only other team that's in that mix is Purdue but as we call them on this show Perdon't so they're not a number one seed in the latest bracketology they are two in the uh the east bracket with Kentucky so there's the latest on the ones. Now, quickly, before we get to tonight's games, including Duke is hosting Wake Forest tonight, this story I read this morning is wild with Duke. So uh, there's a story out now, an exclusive from, I guess, a new book coming out about Coach K, uh, written by Ian O'Connor. Apparently, Mike Krzyzewski, Duke wanted to hire Tommy Amaker, the former Duke player who coached at Harvard, to be Krzyzewski's replacement, like to be the successor. And Coach K didn't want it. He wanted John Shire to be his replacement, which that's what Duke eventually agreed to. He's going to be the next coach. Because according to the book, Krzyzewski thought he could control the program from retirement more if John Shire was the coach rather than Tommy Amick. Whoa. And what's the point of retiring if you just want to be the puppet master? I don't know. Well, I mean, that's that's. I think you said it. It's the right words. Puppet master. <sighs> That's wild. 
There's a quote here. Mike had to explain to Tommy why he couldn't be the guy. He can be Don Corleone when he needs to be. Like this, I I hate when coaches do this. Like some of these coaches never leave. Just can't let go. I mean, it's, I'm not sure if it's worse than Jim Beheim, who's still coaching, who's still doing his thing up in Syracuse. That's true. Yeah, I, I wonder what's. What's worse, Paul? Should I would just be puppet master or Bayheim just never leaving? That's a great question. Uh, I think not leaving the sidelines is worse because I feel like yeah. if you're doing the puppet master thing, you can kind of force someone to, like a recruit your way. It's a little tougher to bring your two kids in and be like, hey, these two are starting. Yeah. Which is exactly what Jim's doing, which is a joke. And I guess yeah. it just depends on how much of this is true. Like, is he going to just be there to like monitor, make sh- sure, you know, things don't crumble after he leaves or is he going to be super hands-on and annoying about it? Yeah. I just, I don't think these coaches should have a, I mean, you could ask their opinion, but like, why is he making the hire or, or dictating the hire? You're, you're leaving, right? <laughs> not, you're not in charge here anymore. It's just, it's the power that these coaches have in college sports is unbelievable. It's always well, it kind of reminds me of Jerry Jones with the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> he just well, he owns the he team. He bought the right. team. I know, his... <laughs> but still, like Coach but K yes. basically owns Duke. You know, yeah. well, that's the problem. That his influence. That's, yeah, that's the problem. If it is like Jerry Jones, it's a problem. You know why? Because Coach K is an employee. He doesn't own the school. He just yeah. works there. I mean, obviously, he's been a great coach for a long time. All right, so Duke tonight, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they're hosting Wake Forest. Duke, um, 10 and a half point favorites tonight. Paul, you mentioned before we uh, we hit we came back here that you think there's a couple traps out there tonight? <clears throat> yeah, so it just seems like every way you would, like, gut reaction would lean, it seems like these lines are begging you to lean that way. For example, Michigan State. Short favorite again on the road against Penn State, two and a half, like two and a half point favorite. That, like, you know, gut reaction is run to the window for Michigan State, which makes you think, eh. and that line's already come down actually, down inside of three. Um, another one that I was looking at was Texas, one right now, yeah, minus one at Oklahoma, right? Now they're, they're just so up and down and inconsistent. Like, I have a tough time. Should they win that game by, like, 10? Probably. Or, like, could they absolutely lose by 10? Probably. So that's definitely a stay away uh, for me. It's just, like, they're still figuring that out, you know, with Chris Beard and a bunch of new pieces there. Nova minus four and a half at Providence. That's interesting. And that's one we've talked like about before. Which side do you like? So I think Providence has been a really lucky team. Um, so there's some people who think Providence, it's all luck. And then there's some that I've listened to that think they've created their own luck and they deserve to be here. So I feel like it's gotta be maybe somewhere in the middle, but, um, what Villanova's 10 Providence number eight. Um, I think Villanova does the little things. Well, they're a team that turns the ball over under 10 times per game. They shoot over 83% from the free throw line. And they lead all of college basketball in terms of free, free throw shooting percentage, turnovers per game in the top 15. So for Providence, I think this is a tough spot. Um, I think the number is probably pretty close, though. It was at four and a half when I last looked at it. Is that where it's at now? It's at four and a half. Yeah. When I yeah. first saw it, it felt like 
wait a second. Villanova on the road, you got to win by five points against a good Providence team. I do think Nova's the better team, though. And, I mean, Providence has struggled to defend the three, and then we know, Paul, that's what Nova does, and Nova yep. always does with Jay Wright. It's just the number's kind of tricky. I mean, it, I think they Four win tonight, but that's that's a tough number on the road. It's a tough number. It's a tough place to play in Providence. We talked about it a couple couple weeks ago. They, I, I don't know what their exact uh, number is now, what the record is now, but as of like as of a couple weeks ago, five zero or six zero, straight up as an underdog, like winning outright as an underdog. So that's something they have absolutely done. Both these teams play at an incredibly slow paces, so it's interesting. Like <laughs> Providence almost has to lead, and you've seen this with Nova before. Because, like, they are such, like, they can turn it on in the second half. They pull out that one, two, one, one, like, three-quarter court press. And, you know, then they shoot the lights out in the second half. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Another way to play it could be this. Nova plus 125 to win the Big East. Providence, so Nova's still plus money right now because Providence is up half a game, two in the loss column. Nova's favored tonight. They got Providence again later in, the, in a couple weeks. They're going to be favored in that game again. If you think Nova's going to win those two games, which you would think that they would, at least the numbers are telling you that, you're getting plus money on them to win the Big East. Mm, I don't think – I think I that's like that. an interesting way to play Villanova um, in this spot because you're obviously not getting them at plus money on the money line in either game. So that's an interesting look there. Um, and then the other one that I was looking at, that so Kentucky – you know, yes. Kentucky's like doing a Kentucky thing. They're hitting their stride. Like they're yep. all finally figuring out with Cal and they're a short underdog at Tennessee, you know, then that's like, kind of like, all right, let's run to the window on Kentucky. But that also kind of feels like a trap. Um, come back to that in a second, Iowa state TCU, this is going to be a terrible basketball game. Like both these teams stink. And the way I'm going to play this, both their offenses are terrible. TCU's favored by three and a half. The total is one twenty-seven and a half. So go to the team that's supposed to score more points, or at least the book is telling you to score more points. That's TCU laying the three and a half and take their team total under 63 and a half. That's how I'm playing that game. So I, to go back to the Villanova point, um, Aaron, that Paul just mentioned on winning the big East tonight's the night to do it. So you have yes. to do it now before the game. So they play two more times for the season is over. They only have, um, I'm looking at Providence's schedule. They have five more games, uh, Nova Butler, Xavier Creighton, Nova again. So right now you could find it as Providence minus 185. That's a big number to lay. And I, I know they're 11-1 in the conference. They're 21-2. Like they've earned being the favorite right now. But Nova's plus – you can find it at plus 125 if you shop around. Plus 125 on, on Villanova to win the Big East. Aaron, if you think Villanova's going to win these two games, I mean, it's mm. a good bet. You're getting plus money. And it. I mm. wonder what it looks like tomorrow if Nova wins the game tonight. I was just going to say, if you shop around, DraftKings has it at plus 150. Yeah, Even I like better. it. A little better. Yeah. So does Nova need to win both? What is Nova's uh, – I'm looking at Nova's record right now. Villanova is 12-3 and three in the Big East. Providence 11-1. and one. So if they're 12-4, 12-1, probably – Probably. Yeah, yeah, I think they I feel do, like you can get away. I think you can get away with losing the next one, depending on what shakes out between now and then. But you got to win tonight. Totally. Um, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. And so so Providence only has one loss in the Big East. Let's say they lose tonight. That's 
that's two. Um, if they win the rest of their games in between, they they remain with two losses. Yeah, Nova, unless we're getting another Providence loss, Nova has to win both. Because right? yes. Nova has three losses. They, if they lose one more, they're at four. Providence will only be at three losses, even with the sweep. They they need to they need to beat them both times. It's the only way to really do it. They could definitely lose to Xavier. Granted, it's at home. Um, right. They also have Creighton at home. They could lose that game too. But I mean, they're not going to lose at Butler. I mean, probably. Um, but yeah, I think all in all, for the mo- it's going to most likely come down to that March first game, last game of the regular season at Villanova. And again, if that's assuming a win tonight, I mean, if that's what you're you're coming down to, and you're saying, all right, give me plus one fifty on basically on the money line, like that's that's kind of what you're betting here. So yeah. I kind of like Nova in that spot. Now, on the Nova spot, they also have a game at UConn before the season ends. So their schedule is tougher. They have a road game at a top twenty-five team, you know, next weekend. So they could trip up again too, but. If you like Nova to beat them twice, I, I think Paul's on it. I, I think just take Nova to win this win this conference outright at plus one twenty five. That's um, that's a good look. To, now to go back to that Tennessee Kentucky game, what was that number one and a half? That Kentucky does feel plus crappy. one and a half, right? So I yeah. like Tennessee here. Um, they have been dealing with some injuries, but they've got this kid Josiah Jordan James. And he's kind of like a jack of all trades, master of none type of player. And I think he could be an X factor. He gives you um, eight to nine points per game, six boards. He can get like a block or a steal, and he really helps his team. And then on the other side, Ty Ty Washington has been dealing with injuries. So that hurts Kentucky. Tennessee generates more than nine steals per game. That's one of the best teams in college basketball. Um, and they can capitalize on those turnovers. So that's why I like Tennessee in this spot. It's interesting. My, my first instinct was Kentucky because they're playing so well. But you look into it a little bit. Kentucky's only 12 and 13 against the spread. They've been an underdog by one or more four times this season. They've only covered one of those games. When they've been dogs, they lose. That doesn't happen often because they're good. Who let the dogs out? Kentucky, There's 21 and four, Tennessee, losing. 18 and six. I think I stay yeah, away from tonight, this one. Tonight's going to yeah, be fun. Yeah, this is, this is kind of the top of the Kentucky market, it feels like a little bit. Um, yeah. And one more to throw out at you guys. Wisconsin is a three-point underdog at Indiana. Again, that my, my gut is like, okay, Wisconsin, absolutely, which means – probably stay away um but i know this is another one with two teams that struggle on offense i would look at was indiana whose team total is higher at 67 and a half and take the under on indiana's team total there i like that um my instinct is, is wisconsin that's weird i think right. they're much better they're a much better team um yeah, I like Wisconsin. Of the two last ones we talked about with the road team being the dog and it being better, I, I do like Wisconsin to win that game. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, it's BetQL Daily. On the other side, let's talk some futures here. We threw one out for college basketball. Some futures in college basketball and the NBA, including some awards to look into. That's next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.